Shawnee, your nerdy girlfriend from simpleonpurpose.ca. Welcome to Simple Saturdays. And I just want to come out and say it. Simple Saturdays is a year old. The podcast is a year old. The email is years old. And I asked my Facebook group for some ideas on a special way I could celebrate it. And their vote was for me to do a special episode where I share a life coach recording that I've done. So that will be coming this month because I wanted someone to volunteer to be life coach for that purpose. I didn't want to go back and use a recording that someone wasn't prepared to share to the masses. A close second in the voting was me singing along to Blue Rodeo songs, which was my idea, but my group indulged it. So this is why my Simple On Purpose family and friends are my favorite people ever. All right, so you're going to hear some clicking. My cat Nacho is beside me playing with my printer paper. The furnace is going on because it's October in BC, but here we are, we're together. I wanted to make sure I got this done because I am running out the door to my kids' first cross-country race. And this morning I sat down on the couch with them and they had been asking me a lot of questions about what it's going to be like, what to expect, all this kind of stuff. So I thought I would do something I do sometimes, and that is a visualization hanging with me. It sounds really epic, but it's something super simple I learned in life coaching. So my kids, the ones who are running are in grade two and three, and this is their first race. And I thought, I'm going to help you prepare for it. And we did this visualization where they closed their eyes and they walked through showing up and stretching and running the race. And um, when it was getting hard, kind of how they were going to act. And it's not for the intention of them having total elementary school athletic domination, though I think that's my son's goal but with the intention of them being able to show up and feel more at ease and more in belief about running the race they want to run. And visualization is a cognitive tool that is wild. It changes our brain's thought patterns. The practice of sitting there, thinking about what you want, getting very detailed on how it feels and smells and looks and running through the process of how you are in that space or how you show up for the event, all of these things are wiring new thought patterns in your brain and your brain thinks they're legit. It's crazy. So when you are preparing to do the thing, whatever it is, whether it's run a race or have a turkey dinner with your crazy family or declutter your basement, you will have more success when you visualize what the end result is going to be or running through the process in a very positive way because your brain will want to make that come true. It's a confirmation bias your brain wants to prove what it believes and it's going to help you look for ways to prepare for that we find what we're looking for when we are preparing for the worst we're actually using visualization in um, to prepare for something negative to happen we are worried we're anxious this could happen this could happen and we're still using visualization but when we are preparing for the best and kind of up leveling what we hope for what we want now we're harnessing the power of visualization. Our brain wants to make it true. We'll find what we are looking for. All right, so an action that you can use to help you is think about something that in the future and consider the best possible outcome that you want from it. And then start to use visualization. It's like an, a dress rehearsal for your mind. Imagine it, practice it in your mind. If you want to really dig into it, some people create vision boards. Some people commit it to writing, like writing down your goals. Those are ways that we're using visualization to help us get something. So I'm going to stop on that rant. There is a link in the show notes to a very interesting article on this. If you want to read more, if you're like, yeah, this sounds really woo, there's actual cognitive science behind it. 
All right, so now let's move into what this podcast episode is about, which is the three mindsets to shift before decluttering your home. And I have lots of people in my online life and my offline life who ask me how I started decluttering, what can they do, like just break it down for me. And I think what we miss when we're looking for checklists of things to remove from our home is that we need a mindset, the mindset to make it effective. And maybe this feels like another woo-woo thing, so hang in with me here because I used to think the same things about mindset and why would someone just spend a lot of time making up beliefs that oh, I fear failure and all this stuff. But the mindset is actually the story you're telling yourself and it does get played out. We play out the story we tell ourselves. So it's paying attention to the thoughts that we have about getting started, about why we can't declutter, about um, how much we believe in ourselves that we can accomplish this and so on. And in my experience, life coaching women and decluttering my house myself, I had to shift my thoughts about what I was thinking about decluttering in lots of different ways because our thoughts become our reality. Our th the thought that we have leads us to feel a certain way. So let's, for an example, I use this in the blog post, I'm not a morning person. If I th think that thought and I have for many years, then how do I feel? I feel uninspired by the idea of mornings. I'm never motivated to wake up early and my actions lead from that. I don't wake up early. I slog through the morning. I out of bed. I don't even like attempt to start an early rise habit in my life. My result is I am not a morning person. I have played it out because my thoughts lead to my feelings. My feelings lead to my actions. My actions lead to my results. And this is a very common teaching that many life coaches teach. And it's one that I learned from Brooke Castillo from the life coach school. But when it comes to decluttering our homes, there are three big mindsets that I think we can shift and we will have a lot of success. And the first one that I experienced, and maybe you do too, is decluttering is a chore I don't have time for. And I think I've shared before, I grew up in a cluttered home. I was in constant interaction with boxes and boxes and piles of paper and just stuff everywhere. It was part of my scenery and underneath it all, it did feel overwhelming. I did feel embarrassed about it and no shame on how I was raised at all. This is just the home that I was raised in with two loving parents who had the clutter. But before I knew what minimalism was, I knew that having a house like that would make me feel this way yet it was happening. It was still happening to me. And I just thought, oh, I could go like clean out the basement, but that's just, that's just another chore. And I have more important chores to do. I got to make dinner and do the dishes and have a shower. There was more important work to do. So it wasn't getting done. I had no motivation to declutter until I had a vision for why I wanted it. And the vision came when I read the joy of less, and I'll link that in the show notes. And when I read The Joy of Less and learned more about minimalism, I suddenly felt like I had permission to live in a different way. It wasn't just about decluttering my home. It was about the opportunity to have freedom, to have less stuff and less cleaning. And less stuff meant less hustling and to get money to buy these things. I could just feel like I was walking into this bigger vision that I wanted for my home and what I wanted it to be for my family. And over the years, Connor and I have had these conversations and it started years ago, one New Year's Eve, where we said, what do we want to do with our kids? Like, what kind of family do we want to have? What kind of things do we want to teach them and do with them? And our space needed to serve that. And now I had a why. And I was motivated. Decluttering wasn't a chore. Decluttering was an action step. So a mindset shift for you if you are dealing with this first one 
is you can tell yourself decluttering is an action I take to create the space I want to live in. Number two is I already have enough of everything. I don't really need to declutter. Like I was happy with my possessions. I was happy with my 43 forks and my 17 coffee mugs. I didn't think about it. I just thought like, yeah, like I have stuff. It's not crazy. And then I started decluttering my basement and we got rid of so much stuff. And I just felt that burden coming off me. And I realized we had so much, there was so much stuff I had to go through. And I thought we have enough stuff. We're just disorganized. But as I went through it and started getting rid of it, I realized we had too much (laughs) and we're disorganized. After all, we had enough stuff just in our basement to furnish my niece's new living room. Like we had a second, (laughs) a second living area that we didn't need and didn't use. And it was just full of clutter. So we do have so much. We have so much that we've spent money on all that time. We spent shopping, all those things we thought we needed. And we just need to say enough. This, this is more than enough. I need to get down. I need to like pare it down to what is true. What is true about enough? So a mindset shift you can use for this one is decluttering will help me determine what I do have enough of and where there is excess I can let go of. And the last one, man, this is a big one because I was like thick in mom martyrhood and I'll share a link about that in the show notes. And that mindset I had, I am a victim of my home. And this is a sneaky one. It creeps into our brain. It tells us that we are not in control, that we are not responsible. And we can see it playing out when we start blaming others for our home or complain about all of the demands that pull us away from managing our home. This was me guys. Or if we get home and we feel that tension of being in a space and it feels chaotic and unmanageable, we don't want to be home. So I added the woes of home management onto my tale of mom martyrhood. And at one point I even thought the house itself was the problem. There's no door here, or there's no closet there, or there's no shelf there. How can I work with this house? It's impossible. And I would often search for new homes online. I would look for new homes, pitch them to my husband as the only real solution to being happy in my home. I didn't see I had control over my space and over my life. Even more, I didn't see I had responsibility. I was probably looking to others to take on these roles and step up and start taking care of my space. But nobody else was going to do this for me. So when I started decluttering my home, I knew that I was clearing space, clearing space to make a clean slate for that home that we wanted. And as it's been the long game over the years and years of being in spaces and seeing the potential and creating the potential into those spaces, I will say now I love my home. The same home I was so eager to move from so many times. I would have never had a chance to create a home of love until I decided to put myself in the driver's seat and do something about it. So mindset shift you can use here is I have the right and the responsibility to create a home I love. Decluttering can feel like a huge overwhelming project you're never going to get to the bottom of. It can also feel like something you want to avoid and wait for someone else to step up and do. But when you get clear on what you want, why you want it, and you decide to put yourself in the driver's seat, you can make serious change in your space and in your life. You can create a home you love. It's always possible. So I hope these three mindset shifts helped you. And you know what? This is just a little taste of the Reclaim Your Home Masterclass that I am working on and it is launching at the end of October. But you know what's happening before then is a Simplify for Fall free five-day bootcamp. 
and I'm going to lead you through five days of simple actions that help prepare your mindset and your home for the season ahead. If that's something you're interested in, it will start October 21st and run for five days. There is a sign up form in the show notes if you want to join in on that. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure. As always, I love to hear from you. I love to connect with you. The best places to do that are on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at simpleonpurpose.ca. And on Facebook, we have a really awesome Simple On Purpose community Facebook group. And that is a place where you can come and you can talk to other women, other moms about things that are making your life simpler. There's people asking about their wardrobes. There's people holding each other accountable with accountability posts. And it's just a place to come and stop by, share your wins, share your questions, um, just share things you think are interesting. If you are into Facebook and Facebook groups and you want that to be part of yours, then join it. If Facebook groups are not your thing, then don't join it. Keep your life simpler. All right, guys, as always, it's my pleasure to be here with you. And I want you to remember you can simplify your home and your life and your life is worth showing up for on purpose. Have a great weekend.